Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. What's up, what's up? It's Yaya, and we are here another day at Dream Chasers Radio. It's just another way to say we are going forward. 2019, we are into it. We are into it already. Goodness gracious. What is this? Today is the 6th of January, 2019. Have you even looked at your resolution since the last time? Oh, since you made it, really. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to us on Gene Chase's radio network all over the world, as well as 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio, Northport, Florida, Bomb Baby Radio, New York City, the Caribbean Community Radio Station all over the Caribbean. And I am just excited to bring to you today's show. It's called Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain. I want to say that, you know, we are definitely – uh, looking to get sponsorship. We are always welcoming that. Um, thank you for all the sponsors. You guys know who you are that have done so many miraculous things throughout the years. Thank you again so much for your uh, for just your support. Without you, we wouldn't be here today. If you'd like to donate to the station, if you'd like to be on the radio, if you'd like to be interviewed, just give me a holla at dreamchasersradio at gmail.com. That's dreamchasersradio at gmail.com. And please put in the subject line what you want to, you know, what you intend to do. So if you intend to help and support, put help and support. If you intend to get an interview, say, hey, I want an interview. Just make it plain and make it simple so that way we know what we're looking at. Also, I want to thank you guys for, you know what, I just did an MC event. Not too long ago. It was amazing. I'm so happy. I am available for, you know, all those conferences and hosting and emceeing and all those things. All you got to do is hit me up at info at yayadiamond.com. That's info at yayadiamond.com. And uh, let me know what you got, in, you know, in mind, you know. What is it? What's going on? What you need me for? <laughs> We have, a, we have a wonderful show again for you today, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I got like 700 songs I have to upload, and I haven't done one yet because Roku Station has taken over, it's just taken over its, its priority, and it's almost, I mean, you know, tonight is going to be my last night to fix everything, and tomorrow will be the day that I send everything in. So I'm going to be doing another late night, but that's okay because, you know, the resolution was made two, three years ago where I said I was going to do this. I was going to pump up the station. I was going to go for it, and here I am going for it. So with that in mind, I want to go ahead and put up just a short little thing, a little recap to help you change your life. I'm in Inglewood living off Arbavida. I'm on government assistance, and I run out of money, and I have to buy Pampers for Jelani. And I had $11.42 in the bank. And I remember wrapping my son in a towel for two days. You know, someone said, because when I tell the story, I always get teary-eyed. And someone said, do you fabricate the tears because you've told the story so much? No, I'm a mama. Every time I tell the story, I feel it again. 
I remember the second day, like you said, I had my st- my hand on Jelani's stomach, and I said, don't worry, baby. Mommy will never be this broke or broken again. And that day, what shifted for me was I was willing, and I don't know if this is going to sound crazy, I was willing to completely die to any form of me that I had been so that I can birth the woman that I was becoming. The reason why a lot of people won't become who they want is because they're too attached to who they've been. And you hear it all the time when people say, I've always been this way. Okay, well, if that's working for you, keep doing that. I knew it wasn't working for me any longer. I had hit my version of rock bottom. So I was willing to let go of everything and everybody. See, another reason why people won't get there is because the doorway is for you to fit through. You're trying to carry everybody else through because you're trying to be rescue 911. And you got to rescue you first. I am much more valuable to my family and to my community because I was willing to let them go. Go through the door myself. Teach myself. Learn myself. Condition myself. And then come back and get them. I'm much more valuable to them now. But I had to go through a window time of 10 years of judgment. You leaving us, hanging out with white people all the time. You going to these crazy countries. We, we don't know what you... I, I had to be willing to, to allow my conviction to make me inconvenient. See, we want to grow, but we want to stay liked by everybody. I was willing to be my own rescue at the risk of your approval. Most of us aren't like that. Facebook is an example. We want to be liked. Well, I woke up and I like myself today, so your like is extra. My, my job is to like me first. I was willing to say every day, Lisa, you like you? Lisa, are you proud of you? Lisa, are you playing full out? Every day before I checked in with anybody else. That's lonely, by the way. Why won't most people do it? Because it's scary and it's lonely. So what did I do? I was willing to find people who had what I didn't have, who were living lives that I wasn't living, who believed things that I didn't know about, and I was willing to become their student. I got up every day and I ate a slice of humble pie. See, when you get to this level, even me 10 years ago, you can get caught up by reading your own fine print. See, whenever I hear people reading my bio, and before I came on and you read my bio, I'm in the back going, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I don't want to ever think I arrived. I don't ever, that bio is old. You should be interested in my future. Oh, that's my bio. What's my future? Oh, what are you doing? What am I, who am I becoming for 2020? And we get caught up in our bios. We get caught up in our status. I never allowed that to stop me from going and sitting at the hem of someone and saying, what do you know about wealth? See, because there's three forms to money. There's three relationships to money. We learn how to earn it. We learn how to keep it. And we learn how to grow it. Well, I I learned how to earn it because my theme song was, I'm a hustler, baby. And I want you to know, everybody with me, it ain't where I've been, but what? Where I'm about to go. So I was singing that song. (laughs) They know. They know, right? I was singing that song when I was was working out of my closet as my office. 
I, w- I was in a walk-in closet where you really couldn't walk in. You stepped in and turned, right? <laughs> and, and, and the clothes rack, you know how you have the hanger rack. I had pant hangers in the closet, and I had manila folders clipping on the, the pant hangers. Those are my client files. And I would sit there, and I put two ninety-nine mirrors off that you get from CVS. I put them all around my closet walls so that I could make my, my office look bigger. I worked out of that closet office for four years singing that song. It ain't where I've been, but where I'm about to go. I knew that. I knew how to make money. I didn't know how to keep it, because ain't nobody had none in my family. So keeping wasn't an issue. Growing was never an issue. So I went to people who knew how to make it, keep it, grow it. I went to people who was about serving others to the highest level. See, I make a lot of money because I serve more people. See, all your success is on the other side of service. People are trying to make money. If it begins and ends with money, it's going to be a short-lived victory. But if it's about transforming lives, then the wind keeps going and going and growing and growing. So I went to people that knew what I didn't know. And I, I, I killed my ego every day, murdered my she-go every day. Because I got a big she-go. I mean, come on, right? Every day, Tom. And I got hungry and I learned. I went to the same training 42 times. Yes, I said 42. Some folk will stop. So I've been there already. I learned that already. Yeah. No, I wasn't there. I wanted to be able to finish their sentences. I want to know what you know. I want to walk like you, talk like you, and then I want to embed me in it. But success leaves clues. We're just not picking them up. I was the only African-American person at this conference. I was one of two women at this conference. Within the last 29 sessions, I led the conference but I was willing to be the student first. So that's what I did, number one. And number two, I looked at every toxic behavior in my life. Everyone. You see me go behind my own black curtain. People don't want to tell on yourself. You're trying to protect. You're trying to do four things. You're trying to protect, prove, hide, and defend. If you wake up every day and say, I have nothing to protect. I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to defend. Now, who do I choose to be? Because your energy is consumed with protecting, proving, hiding, and defending. But if you let go of that, then now you're in creation. Every day I told myself that. Every day I got in the mirror and I said three sentences. And I gave each sentence seven different endings. And at times I was crying so hard I couldn't understand myself because the ending, the sentence was so difficult to say. Every day I looked in the mirror and said, Lisa, I'm proud that you. And I found seven different things to celebrate Lisa for because we are under-celebrated. Because you want someone to celebrate you more than you celebrate yourself. You want to hear thank you from others more than you're thanking yourself. You want to hear other people say I love you more than you saying I love yourself. You are teaching the world. I set this on Oprah. When I set this on Oprah, she said, oh, my God, I believe the exact same thing. So I knew I had one thing right. (laughs) (laughs) The world is looking at you and following your example of how to treat you, how to treat you. They're following your example of how to treat you. So how you treat you, the world's going to follow your lead. So I had to start treating Lisa better because I was everything for everybody but nothing for myself. And so every day I got in the mirror and I completed three sentences. Lisa, I'm proud of you for. Second thing, Lisa, I forgive you for. That one took me down daily because I'd had a son with a man who's now in prison, my biggest nightmare, my greatest nightmare. I had been in a relationship that turned mentally and then physically abusive when my son was three years old. 
I made money but lost it. I was on government assistance. I was on welfare. I was on WIC, women, infant, and children. I got a lot of forgiveness that I had to do. But I was willing to forgive myself every day. And every day I said the same thing for like six months until it got easier. And then one day I went, Lisa, I forgive you for it. And that thing didn't come up anymore. I was like, ooh, okay, on to the next seven different endings. And the last thing I did every day, last sentence, is Lisa, I commit to you that. Because we make bigger commitments to other people. If I commit to y'all something, ride or die, you can bet your last dime that I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up. You're going to get two dimes. But I would make commitments for me, for myself, and I wouldn't do it. I eat my weight. So I started every day celebrating Lisa, forgiving Lisa, and making a commitment to Lisa. And then I was willing to invest money in me. I I was willing to invest money in me. Literally. 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 I worked at L.A. Unified School District. And I knew I couldn't stay there because they needed a degree. I didn't have a degree. They didn't seem happy. I wanted to be happy. So I would would have my son at daycare during the day. I'd work nine hours. I'd pick him up from daycare, take him back to my office. I take a 30-minute break from 6 o'clock to 6.30 to go get them. I start working from 6.30 until midnight every day at my office on me, every day. Put my son on a little, you know, primary color blanket, something to occupy him. Give him toys that I took the batteries out of so he'd be confused for a little while trying to figure out (laughs) why they're not working. I'm I'm serious. And I, I did it every day, every day, every day. I stopped going out to dinner. I stopped going out dancing. I stopped getting my nails done, stopped getting my hair done. And every two weeks when Ella Unified paid me, I wrote a check to my dream. And I wrote in the memo line, funding my dream. And I would, I would mail the check to the bank, Wells Fargo. And I mailed a check to myself every two weeks for three and a half years. My family thought, you know, thought I was smoking on drugs. <laughs> like, she ain't going out. She, not, she eating beanies and weenies all week. She, she, we think she's on drugs, but she's not getting any smaller, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I went to the bank after three and a half years. This is the story you're talking about. I walked in the bank. I said, I'm just going to check and see where that account is because I wouldn't open the I wouldn't open the statements because my mother used to say when I was growing up girl this money burning my pocket and I'm like oh, I think money hot and it goes <laughs> and it, thank you thank you so much and it goes away fast so I'm not going to open the statement because I don't want to know how much money I have because I didn't have a healthy relationship to money I didn't even know a relationship with money so while I'm at these trainings uh, they just kept saying save I'm like okay I'm going to save I didn't need the money um, that I was writing checks for because it was the money I used on my nails and my hair. And then every check I wrote to myself, I made a challenge with myself that it had to be 5% more than the next check. Wow. Than the previous check. So I, And I didn't really know how to calculate the 5%, so I'm like, well, I'll just add $30. I'll just add $60. I really didn't know anything about it. Then I went out and got a second job. And I started working in the evenings less on my business and more out on jobs so I can write a bigger check. So I learned how to live on $31,000. That's all I was living on, $31,000. We can make it. We got it. I sold my Altima. I had at the time I bought an old Ford Explorer. You know, I just, I, just, I just skinny down. I moved out of my three-bedroom house. I moved in with a roommate. She smoked even. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put towels under the base of the door. Y'all, you got to be inconvenienced. 
I put tiles on the base of the door so the smoke wouldn't come in the room with me and my son. We slept side by side in the same bed. Went from a three-bedroom, you know, three-bathroom house, two-story, to a roommate, you know, because I was willing to write a check to fund my dream. And I kept writing, funding my dream, funding my dream, funding my dream. And I walked into Wells Fargo three and a half years later, and I, I gave her my name. I said, hi, my name is Lisa Nichols. And she's like, you the funding my dream lady. <laughs> and I was like... Yeah. So all these tellers came running around. The manager came around because I guess everybody had processed a check or two. And they were like, we all been wondering. Like, everybody wants to know, what's the dream you funded? And I was like, I don't know, but it's going to cost some money. (laughs) I think I got a little money now to fund the dream. And so I said, I just came to get my balance and to see where it is because I haven't opened any of the statements. They were like, what? But no, I haven't opened any of the statements because uh, money burns my mama's pocket, so it might burn my pocket, so I don't want to spend it. So she wrote the balance down. You know how they write the balance down, and she turned it and passed it to me, and I looked at it, and I said, no, ma'am, my name is Lisa Shante Nichols. <laughs> this is my social security number. I don't even want that money because y'all going to want it back, and I don't want to get in trouble, so can you just give me my account? You know, because I didn't know anyone in my family that had $5,000 in their account, $10,000 in the account. So when you write down that I have $62,500 in my account, that's not mine. And so they all teared up. Like, everybody started crying. They're like, no, it's yours. I looked down at my son, Jelani, who was five years old now, and I said, Jelani, I think life is going to change for you and mommy. <laughs> my son said... Mommy, can we finally go to McDonald's now? Because <laughs> so, I've been making them homemade Big Macs for a while. I was like, Mama, Mama can make you a better Big Mac than, you know, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> so, because I was, I was willing to inconvenience my entire life. My entire life. I was willing to disrupt my entire life to buy my future. To buy my possibility. To give my dream a chance. See, we're not supposed to tuck our dreams in on the, on the pillow when we get up in the morning. We're not supposed to leave them at home and go and fulfill somebody else's dream. We're not supposed to do that. That's not what we're wired to do. That's not who we are. Your human spirit doesn't care about the economy. The human spirit doesn't care that my son's father went to prison. My, the human spirit doesn't care what's happened to your family. The human spirit doesn't care about the past. You may have been molested or your family may have been broke or, or you may have been betrayed or you may have a divorce. Your human spirit doesn't care about any of that. Your human spirit simply says, What's our command for tomorrow? What do you want to create? It's not keeping score. Your brain is keeping score because your brain is designed to keep you safe. Your soul, your intuition, your human spirit is designed to make you soar. And when you get to the edge of that stage, I want to get up right now. Can I get up you right now? You whatever you want. Okay. Think when, I'm going to tell Lisa Dickens no? When, Come on now. When you get to the edge... Your brain will always tell you to step back. It's always going to tell you to step back because you can fall. Always. It's going to tell you to step back because before you fail, the last time you did this, you saw someone else fail. You could hurt. You could be off work. It's going to tell you. It's designed to keep you safe. So you have to be willing to play between your brain and your soul. And on some days, you've got to just listen to your soul. And you got to say, I'm going to leap. I'm going to get to the edge. Most people are at the edge, and you're standing at the edge, and you're watching everyone else fly. That's pit my ride, watch my cribs, all this stuff. You know, watching people's lives on Facebook. You're at the edge, 
watching someone else live, wondering what it's going to be like when you jump without ever jumping. And I'm just here to tell you, jump. Because only three things can happen. You're either going to jump and fly. Are you going to jump and fall on something soft? Are you going to fall down hard? Either way, you're going to get back up. You already know you got what it takes to get back up. You're not, your greatest fear is not that you will fall. Your greatest fear is that you will live a full life and never fly. That you never leave. You're not afraid of dying. You're afraid of dying before the world sees who you really are. Before they really get your fingerprint. Before they really feel your breath. Before they really get your contribution. Before they really feel you. That's what you don't want to happen. You don't want to leave this place without us knowing you were here. All I'm doing is giving my, my dream a chance. And I'm not extraordinary. You don't get off the hook. You don't get to be let off the hook. I'm an ordinary woman who chooses every day to make one more extraordinary decision. You're a grinder. Yeah, right? Like fucking... And if you don't know that story, that is Lisa Nichols, you know, starting off the year with something positive, something that may have seemed impossible, something that was impossible for her, you know, wrapping your kid in a in a towel, you know, instead of having two nickels threw up together to buy diapers in the store, you know. It, it's difficult. It's difficult. But at at this stage in our life, in our game, a lot of times we do have to sacrifice. A lot of times we do have to go the extra mile. And I have my first guest on the line, and they're going to tell you, about that extra mile. I want to say welcome to the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello? Hello? Yes, yes hi. My, my name is Naomi. And um, what I what I do, you ask? Yes. Oh, yes. Um, actually, I'm a designer. Okay. That's what I do. Awesome. Awesome. So I was reading up on your story, and I was seeing here how a lot of things have happened. Uh, tell me about that, and then tell me what has transpired from that. What happened in terms of, um, well, my story is about my son. He was a right. hip-hop artist. Yes, he was mm-hmm. a hip-hop artist. He went by the name of Sean Cosmason. You can find his movies all online. However, he's no longer here. A New Jersey transit bus driver had jumped the curb and killed my son. Mm. Yeah, and um, it's very painful to speak about. Um, yeah. His, the driver had jumped the curb. My son was on his way. Going to work, sorry for me. Paul's in here. It's just like a painful story to, you know, talk about. I know how you feel. Uh, my I'm son was killed too. last. You should never, uh, should never outlive your kids. I know. No. I know how you feel. Like, how you feel. My son yeah, was killed yeah. last year. Oh, that's my condolences. I know. You know, like they say, you know, when a child loses mother, they become awful. What it is when a mother loses child? What do you call us? You know, when a woman or a, a husband loses their spouse, you know. They become a widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what terms do you call a mother? The child is gone. What are, you know, we? You know, so um, my son, you know, that was my only child. 
And like I said, he was flagging, put the bus down, and the bus had jumped the curb when he stood at. And, you know, it had been like an ongoing, painful fight, you know, with transit and um, coaches. They, you know, they've been covering up my my son's demise. And when things like this happen, what they do, when I say they, I'm talking about like dealing with the prosecutor. They blame the victim for their demise, mm-hmm. you know, hmm. but it's far from far from the truth, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You so know, you, and, uh, you know, you started, you know, you got your son's music uh, still there. You started a uh, a site for your son. Tell me about that. Yes. Um, what I do, I have, um, well, he started the um, Naela site when he was in high school. Him and a friend, they started a, a site called stillhiphopstash.com, and that was for a lot of up-and-coming artists to um, submit their music, and they upload it for free. Mm-hmm. And so after what happened to my son, he um, his friends, they had changed it into Naela. And Naela... What it is is his tagline. When he rapped a song, he would say "Not Illa," and so he was starting his um his uh, t-shirt line before what happened to him. You know, apparently he couldn't continue on because his life was taken. So what I did, you know, I still run his um Not Illa site and his clothing line called Not Illa. His music and clothing line, which is on okay. Instagram, you know. Um, I do New York Fashion Week to to raise awareness about. Uh, I use his, his collection as a platform to raise awareness for innocent people whose life was killed by a reckless bus driver, coaching USA bus drivers. Right. Well, you know, you know, the legacy of your son, you know, will will go on forever. What is it that? you want to do um besides you know keeping his 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 love and his dream alive what else are you doing uh to to help others well what i do after what happened to him he was in college he went to king university and he was coming and the schools that he had attended they started a scholarship i don't like saying his memory i always say his honor you know mm-hmm. so what i do i raise money to um, give to the schools who started the scholarship in his honor for the next student, you know, to finish their their career. You know, he was into okay. business finance. So that's what I do. And mm-hmm. like a criminal lawyer, he told me to, like, I had to, like, go to the media to raise awareness and, you know, to to have the prosecutor to overturn it because with these politicians and, and the prosecutor, they ignore it. So what I do, I do that, not only that, to, um, trying to get law changed, you know, not just for my son, either for all these countless lives has been taken, you know, like this one woman, her sister had inboxed me on Facebook, and she said she had read my son's story, and she was doing anything to help me to get these, Drivers, those drivers accountable, held accountable because her sister 
a bus driver ran over her sister's leg, and her both her legs have to be amputated, which is, you know, bad. Huh. So oh. I told her, yes, you know, and she was like, I'm sorry I couldn't contact you because my sister, she had multiple operations. She was in a coma, and she said the driver would never held accountable that he should be in jail, rightfully so, like my son. These drivers have, like, terrible, lousy, lousy driver's record, but they still keep them driving, operating these vehicles, which is like, a, uh, not which is like, it is a weapon, you know, just like a gun because it takes life in the hands of reckless people. So I told her, you know, we can get give a girl the alliance and get this out here, you know. So that's what I do is trying to involve people, you know, so we can grow lines and get this, this have these drivers held accountable. And not only that, you know, this, this bus company need a whole new person to oversee and, and think about safety. I mean, New Jersey Transit, they just they just fired, like a year ago, their um, safety uh, compliance um, manager because he was a whistleblower. And he was saying how transit doesn't care about safety. It was all about money. Mm-hmm. You know. So, mm. and it's sad. They don't care about human lives. They don't. So do, they don't. No. So I use the platform to raise awareness, to get people to know, you know, because transit lawyer was trying to get me to set, sign a gag order, you know. Mm. And I tell people, like, a lawsuit, lawsuit doesn't get justice, you know. And when, when people like to get justice, it doesn't get justice. A lawsuit to me is like um, a bribe, you know, because think about it. They give you a law. They want to give you a lawsuit, but they want you to sign a gap order so you won't talk about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I decline it because I'm saying, you know, I have a right to exercise. That's my constitutional right, my First Amendment. Right. And when you don't know that, when people don't know that, they just sign anyway because they're not knowledgeable of that. And mm-hmm. so they think, okay, well, I'm going to do it anyway. But you don't have to because that's your constitutional right, freedom of speech. So they can't make you do that, and they just play it on a weak-minded people. And they do that, again, so you won't speak about it. So that's how I come, as far as me, I can speak about it because I refuse to sign the gag order. No money in the world going to bring my child back, you know. Right. It needs to be law implemented to hold them accountable because with these these drivers, as long as they know that the company is paying them for an attorney, they're going to continue on doing it, and they will boast about these things. You know, like I find across when I was Googling reckless culture as a bus driver, I, had find, I came across a witness was telling me, not telling me, but what I was reading, saying that he recalled that the drivers was, Threaten my son, and this is online. This is not like, oh, yes, if you Google like reckless coach USA bus driver, you will see this. You know, as this anonymous person report this, mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous. And they know there's nothing going to happen, so they continue on doing this. And if they know mm-hmm. that they have to pay for an attorney out their pocket, all oh, this will stop. They know they was going to go to jail. This will stop. This will stop. Oh, yeah. It's like giving these people license to say, okay, this is a license to kill, and you're not going to be held accountable. But a lot of people like me 
have to sit here and, and bury that child for no apparent reason. <laughs> no. Wow. So that's why come I use the platform, the Naila Collection, you know, to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And what I do, when I go to New York Fashion Week, I always open up with a music note because I do textile designs. I put the clothes, the um, music note in memory of my son because he was a hip-hop artist who went by Sean Cox Mason or Sean Mason or Sean M., you know. Mm-hmm. And I open it and I tell the story about it. And then that also, I just did a, uh, over the summer last year, I started a, um, which I call the political fashion statement, and mm-hmm. I took all the articles of everybody's lives who had been taken in vain because their life are taken in vain. And I took the uh, article and made a collage, and I put it on on the clothing, you know, to make a bold right. statement and let these people know you're not going to silence me. That's right. I saw that. I saw that. And that I love it. I love the dresses. I love the the t-shirt. Um, I did see that. And go ahead and go to that page. You know, it is important that we keep we keep the 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 love, we keep that that memory, but we also, you know, speak about the injustices and the things that should not happen uh to our children. You know, they they people just don't care nowadays. I I figured it out, you know, if if it's not yours then it doesn't really matter, but in the end, you know, we are all connected and it does matter. It matters a lot. And people who are not supposed to be driving, aren't supposed to be doing something or are supposed to be doing something, should take accountability to their actions or their lack of. You know, when it comes to your um, – let me go ahead and go here. Let me see what I've got here. All right, so your fashion pieces, your your dresses, I love that. I love the T-shirt. And I'm looking here, and I see a picture of your son in the checkerboard shirt. You know, it's, it, you know, the, the the sad thing about this is, you know, when you close your eyes, I'm sure you can see him. When you're listening, I'm sure you can hear him. Uh, being that he is still around with you in spirit, you know, what are you going to be doing in the future uh, to bring more awareness? Uh, what I'm going to be doing in the future is um, just continue on trying to fight for justice, you know. Um, I hear people just telling me, oh, you're fighting the whole to put the politicians and, and you're fighting a prosecutor and nothing's going to happen, you know. I mean, I'm not comparing to my life, what my son's life with, unfortunately, with Bill Cosby incident, but I'm saying when Bill Cosby was keep, keep getting away with it, keep getting away with it, they keep getting and getting to the new prosecutor came and they held him accountable. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm going to keep pushing until someone looks at it and say, "Okay, enough is this corruption." So that's what I'm mm-hmm. going to continue on to do to hold it, hold them accountable. Because there's someone going to say, "Okay, enough is enough." You know, this needs to stop. These are lies. You know, and um, I know a cousin of mine has sent a um, email to me about the Women's March. January the 19th, I think it is. So yeah. I was going to go there, you know, and see if I can converse with people, you know, who have the same compassion to fight, you know, especially as one as a mother and as a woman, you know, and trying to <laughs> get this act and make them a liar, 
you know, yeah. because they think they're invincible because they got this money and they want to bully people around and figure, hey, your life, your, your loved one life doesn't mean a daggone thing. But like mm-hmm. someone tell me, always take one person, you know. Yeah. And yeah. to make a difference, you know. And I'm like, okay, I got all this information. These prosecutors was like, the lawyer is like, when you hire a lawyer, you think they're for you, but they're really not for you because they wind up turning to the other side. Because what? Mm-hmm. They want to get bribed by the attorney, which is illegal, but when you don't know the law, you know, they get away with these things. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yep. You just I'm sorry, said I guess this. I was looking at the scholarship fund, too, as well. Yeah, the Deshaun Johnson College Scholarship Fund. Yes, I started that, you know, every March the 5th. I normally have a fundraiser for my son on March the 5th, which is his birthday. Mm -hmm. And I raise money by selling his products to raise money for the um, students for um, King University. Like I said, college he attended at Scali College, you know, and um, Montclair High School. I don't do Montclair High School because I'm telling you, when, you, when you're grieving, people seem like they have a tendency to try and take advantage of you, you know. Somebody always trying yeah. to take advantage of somebody in their weak moment. So I don't work with them anymore. However, I do work with King, which they've been a very good supporter. You know, always have a anonymous donor to match what I don't match every year for the student. Mm. To, you know, go on to college, and they had to be like in the uh, business field, which my son was in. You know, my son mm-hmm. also was a, um, a visual artist as well. You know, he drew, so he was okay. very gifted and talented. Yeah, so that's what the scholarship for. Yeah, I do that. That's the Deshaun. Awesome. And on July the 18th, unfortunately, when his life was taken, I I do an event, and I always go to where his life was taken at, you know, I mean, there was an article in, in the paper, I don't know if you saw the article, when um, yeah, well, when there was, a, when we did, we did a memorial, it was in Bloomfield on Barton Bay, New Jersey, and the same day the township or, uh, or New Jersey Transit took away the memorial. And I'm like, really? So it was a big whole ordeal with that, and I, I I called the news station on them to expose them. That was like very disrespectful, you know. Right. Wow. So every year I go I go there. You know they didn't do it this year anymore. You know they did like in 2014. I want to go there. They don't even bother anymore. You know, you cannot cover things things like this. Uh, no, I'm going to continue going there. And I know one person like, well, why should I go there? You know, putting all those balloons and there. I'm like, excuse me, you know, she she can go to the cemetery, uh, but that's not where my son's life took his last breath at. Mm-hmm. You know, he took his last breath at when the driver deliberately jumped the curb and killed him, and I'm going to continue on going there. You know, there's no yeah. law that states that I can't go there. Correct. There isn't. There isn't. Wow. Well, where can people reach you so that they can, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm going to tell everybody, if you are looking to go ahead and go to the site where the fashion site, I know I have that up on our page. It's also on our Facebook page. You can go ahead and copy that into your browser and copy and paste and go ahead and click enter. 
in your browser to go to the page. But where can people reach you? Well, they can um, reach me at on um, at, at Instagram. I'm all over Instagram. His music page, not illa. His music page on Instagram, not illa, and the not illa collection or not illa store. Or you can email me at not illa n o n e i l l a h at gmail dot com. And not illa, well, my song song it means no one's better than him. You can reach me at not illa, or you can um. Like I'm on on social media, and um, I also use I, I sell the clothes on Tracy T R A D E S Y and Poshmark. You know, so if you Google Nana Collection, it pretty much come up. You know, the mm-hmm. store. And right. actually, this year, I'm sorry, go ahead, please. I said I'm gonna go ahead and put that here. Instagram, right? Got it. Okay. Make yeah, sure that you, know. you put, in, you know, one or two different links in, in the description box below the interview. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show, for bringing the awareness. And, I'm, I'm, you know, my condolences, my love and support goes out to you. And, uh, yeah, there is no word or, or I mean, even 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 though, that you know, no one knows exactly what, what we're going through or what you're going through. Uh, but what I can say is my love and my heart and support goes out with you. Yeah, I appreciate it, you know, because that was my only child. You know, Wednesday, July the 18th, 2012, that's when his life was, life was taken. And actually, I became disabled in the same town, Wednesday, July 2007, when Bloomfield police officer was chasing a stolen car and hit me head on. And oh his best friend, was her life was taken first on um, the 23rd of January in 2012. And all this I have numbers meaning behind it, and all of them like five, 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 five. Mm. I, wow. I, you know, yeah, so. But I thank you for, for having me. I greatly appreciate it. You know, It is my pleasure. I'm fighting oh, alone. Yeah, you keep, fighting you alone. Keep you keep your, your strength about you, and you keep doing it, and I, and I swear to you, and I, you know, that, Things will happen, and and it will it will be in in respect and honor of your son. Thank you so much again for being on the show. You're welcome. You take care. I appreciate it. All right. Okay. You know, sometimes things are placed at our feet that we don't want. Uh, the passing of a loved one can bring so much pain. But we want to do something. We want to show the injustice. We want to we want to be there so that we can continue that legacy and that's what this mother has done. She has continued the legacy of her son. And we are we are supportive of this legacy here at Dream Chasers Radio. And I want you to go ahead and go to the page and show your support in any which way you can. And uh, and thank you again for bringing this wonderful legacy to Jan Chasers Radio. And Noella was and will always be loved. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with our next guest. Don't you go nowhere. You're listening to Jan Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. 
along. I want to thank you if you're just tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. This is your host, Sarah Diamond. We're going to go ahead and get our next guest on the line. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello, this is uh, Dr. Pavel Rodenka from a company called Tribotex. And we make okay. nanomaterial that reverses wear. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, Tell me about that. Tell me about yourself. How did you get that started? Um, it was my PhD work that we got some money from uh, U.S. government to uh, to turn into a startup. Um, and um, after several uh, projects that we did, we realized that we have something uh, wonderful that we want to uh, to turn into a consumer product. And uh, last year we. Um, released this product through Kickstarter campaign that uh, blew our expectations 16 times and uh, uh, then went to Indiegogo, and now the product available on uh, Amazon and uh, online. Hmm. I mean, you got a startup for your business from the U.S. government. How did you find out about that? And, you know, what was the process by which, was it easy? Was it difficult? Was it, uh, did it take a long time? I mean, a lot of people don't know about this. Yes, that's uh, that's true. There's uh, not many people uh, understand that there is a, uh, that U.S. government uh, literally gives away uh, a lot of money in uh, support of the uh, breakthrough startups. Uh, usually, there are, it's not easy. It's very competitive. The uh, uh, chances, statistical chances of getting a, a phase two funding is about two percent. Uh, but on the smaller amounts, it's actually a little bit better. It's about ten percent. So, from uh, ten applicants, uh, about one gets selected. And the criteria for those applications, so you have to have. Uh, breakthrough technology that uh, fits into need of the uh, U.S. government. Okay. All right. Let me see something. So, all right. I I'm, I want to make sure that I'm getting this correctly. It has to be a breakthrough, and it, it can be uh, money and finance. By the wow. Wow. So, you know, as you started your your company, as you started to do this and got your breakthrough, get what was the first thing that you knew you had to do once you received this money? Um, you know, uh, th- that's a good question. Uh, let let me um, let me rephrase it so I'll respond it better. Uh, it it doesn't happen to people that you wake up in the morning and, and say, okay, tomorrow I'll I'll make a breakthrough, right? Uh, it happens uh, in in slightly different ways. So, 
uh, for me, it happened uh, that also I was working on something uh, slightly different, and then we realized that we have something that is uh, truly remarkable. We was uh, when I started my PhD at Washington State University, uh, I was working on replacing uh, toxic uh, lubricating additives with uh, uh, safer components, especially uh, nanoparticles of uh, safe, benign materials. And uh, when when uh, I looked at the different kinds of those materials, uh, one of them was uh, really outperforming uh, everything else. And, and you know, uh, if you go to the regular grocery store, there will be different aisles, right? One aisle with uh, mineral oil that is used as laxative, uh, also as baby oil, and would cost mm-hmm. about $2 there, right? And another aisle, you will see... Uh, uh, lubricant right which uh, which will cost maybe you know five uh, five to eight dollars and the difference between those uh, uh, bottles is uh, lubricating additives so they turn this mineral oil into a lubricant that is useful uh, to be used in the car and the mineral oil itself is a very safe component but the uh, additives are, are actually have uh, harmful effect on, on people and environment. And the focus was how we can replace those uh, toxic additives on something uh, so benign that all those dripping oils on the roads would not harm the environment anymore and would be uh, uh, also uh, useful, right? right so right. Uh, by looking at those different components, we found something that was absolutely outperforming everything else. We found one material that formed a film on the surface, and not just a film, but film that is thick enough that instead of slowing down wear, thick film was compensating for some wear that happened before. So if you have vehicle that over many, many miles become uh, worn out engine and sloppy and started to make a noise, it was actually compensating for that wear and turning it into a better condition, like renewing it. And uh, then realization came that that is, that is something even bigger than just making uh, those additives safer. Hmm. You know, you have such a complex product for a person who, I mean, you know, think about it. I'm probably never going to need this, but there are going to be people out there that are going to need this, you know, and, and getting this, this this grant and getting all this stuff and, oh, my gosh, and your capabilities and technology, the application for specific problems with, within the Air Force, that is like, that is like, wow. To me, you know, you deserve the grant. Goodness gracious. So with that in mind, you have, you have, okay, your products have been dis- deployed in over 30,000 vehicles worldwide. Customers are more mm-hmm. than pleased with so, You know, tell me why. Why? I mean, why did, why did you create this? Was there some kind of need that you needed or you saw the need? Um, that's a very good question. Um, 
you know, there's there's um, when you look around at the people and um, uh, there's one question that uh, always bugged me uh, uh, that I uh, kind of ask people are you working on something that truly going to change the world? Mm-hmm. And for most people, the answer is no. Hmm. But it is very easy to work on something that the answer would be yes. We nice. all have the same amount of time in the day, right? But yeah. why not we just focus on things that make a difference? And um, when when I saw those results, uh, right, I uh, thought, yes, we do have something that that can that can change the world to, to the better. Because um, if you think for for cars, right, we we um, we deployed it in thirty thousand plus cars, but that's a, just a consumer market. Uh, or cars, we don't. Uh, keep them as long as, for example, military keeps their airplanes and tanks, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Same tanks that was in the uh, first Iraqi war, same tanks was in the second Iraqi wars, and we still use the same tanks. This is still uh, on the basis, right? And uh, it is even uh, longer aircraft are kept in the service, uh, B-52, for example, in service over 50 years, and they intend to keep it for another at least 20. So how mm-hmm. to keep those mechanisms running? They still wear out from motion when they fly, uh, where it takes its toll. So I think this is that could be very uh, useful technology to extend longevity of those mechanisms. Right, definitely. You know. Okay, so you know, you know, there's, reversing, there is interest in reversing you're reversing everything. You're reversing uh, delivers better gas mileage, more horsepower, prevents mm-hmm. your wear and tear. I mean, this science. When a person uses it, how easy is it for like you know somebody that doesn't know their, themselves around an engine like me to do? Um. It is a small uh, syringe that if you can open the hood of your car, some people know how to do it. Uh, not everyone, but it's rather easy. And if you can find where is the uh, oil uh, cap, that's all you need. Then you uh, turn off the engine, take off oil cap, uh, take the syringe and inject content of the syringe in the engine oil. And when the engine oil circulates through the engine, the nanoparticles uh, attach to surfaces where uh, there is existing wear and friction. And that's exactly where wear in engine already took place. So that wear is going to be reversed. Mm-hmm. Is there like a specific car that you can't put this in? Is it... Is it for every kind of car, even a car that maybe from like an antique car, or or should you not put it in an antique car? Is I mean, you know, I mean, I'm I'm stupid. Just put it that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the 
the antique cars uh, actually perform much better because uh, when those cars was designed, the lubrication technology was not as advanced as now. Uh, so they uh, they get better gains uh, in performance. More modern car, more recently designed. There's new and new technology was already incorporated in design of the cars, so there's less of the gains consumer observe. Uh, but it's it's pretty much applicable to any car. Wow, I love it because it's very technical, but it also does change the way we you know we operate our cars and and actually. In all actuality, it lengthens the time that the car can actually be used uh, as as a, just a regular consumer. It, it, it makes the car last longer and it performs better. Wow. Wow. Now, being that you got the grant, you, you started all this, you got this going up, you, you got Kickstarter because that's where it started. Now what? Now what are you doing to to um to get it out there? And are you still, like, Making it better, is it is it ongoing? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a very good question. Yes, we are. Uh, we keep uh, on uh, improving it and also making uh, additional products. First, we made one product just for the car engine, but there's other mechanisms in the uh, uh, cars that need improvement. For example, transmission, rear differential, uh, power steering, all of those. So we. Uh, we release new uh, products and plan on releasing new products that goes into those areas. That's one aspect. That's what we're doing on the research side. Another thing, you probably realize that I'm a, uh, I call it a lab rat. So I uh, yeah. used to be uh, working with the um, equipment and um, uh, one of the big challenges in releasing new product is delivering information about the product. Uh, if you made a better mousetrap, it's not that everybody will wake up and want to buy a better mousetrap. Uh, no, no, no. In reality, you have to figure out how to deliver that information about that advances uh, you made to a lot of people. And that's one of the challenges that we are embarking on right now, uh, including the one being at your show. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I want to thank you for being on my show, and thank you for bringing You're and thank welcome. you for doing what you're doing. Because you know what, you are changing the world. You're changing the way we we keep our cars and how good we can keep our cars. And 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 you know, we have families in our cars. You know, we have to put my kids in my car, and it's important that it works and that I don't get stuck on the side of the road with nobody to help me at night. It's bad. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to thank you. I want to thank you. That's you know that's one of my my pet peeves getting stuck. You know, so um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Where can people reach you? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to find us at www.tribatax.com. Uh, www. uh, once again, tribatax uh, t r i b o t e x dot com. Uh, and there is a contact information there. Awesome. And we did put that in our description box below the interview, so if you guys want to click on that and go and check out the product, go please and check that out. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, I'm sure that there's some reviews on Amazon. We also put that link up there so you can read about that as well. Thank you again so much for being on the show, 
and for and for making everything a little bit better for us all. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. All right. Until next time, you keep those things coming, man. I I want to know what the next thing is. You know. Mhm. Will do. All right. Wow. Wow. You know, whatever whatever it is that you think is going to make this world better, that you want to do in life, that's good, that's not going to harm people, that's going to actually help, do it. Just do it. Go for it. Be that person. Like he said, I figured it out. He's a lab rat. But let me tell you something. Look at what he's doing. Look at what he's doing. You know, and I am very, very happy to say that being a lab rat or being a geek or whatever the case may be makes you a lot more susceptible to being the boss when you get older. <laughs> All right. So here we go. We got uh, one more uh, interview today. I want to thank you for tuning in. If you're just tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio, hey, don't forget to tune in to us on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, as well as Bomb Baby Radio in New York City, and the Caribbean Community Radio Station in the Caribbean and the West Palm Beach, all the way down to the Keys. And of course, Dream Chasers Radio is on iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, and so many more. All right, here we go. Uh, we got our next guest. I want to thank you for being on the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello? Hello. Oh, can you hear me? I thought you guys couldn't hear me. Oh, I'm Susanna Lissono. Uh, yeah, and I'm a musician, and I have a new single coming out. Oh, sweetness. So how did you get started, girlfriend? Uh, um, I've always wanted... I've always got into music since I was six or or seven, um, but it, it was like an escape for me. You know, I was kind of like a loner. I, I didn't like hang around with a lot of people, so it became a way for me to be comfortable. And I just started writing, yeah, and making music in the house and just going to the studio and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow! So you got your your new single getting ready to come out. Tell me your your you know your um. Your venture towards this thing. What was it like getting it done? Was it was it hard? Was it easy? Was it was was there like some kind of you know drama in the middle of it all? I mean, what what uh, happened? Um, it was kind of difficult because the song is based on a, like a really deep place for me to share. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. difficult. Um, I suffered from a, a loss. And I was kind of inspired by that. So it was hard for me to let that emotion out. Um, but, yeah. Mm. And so did you write the song? Yeah, I wrote it um, by myself. What was the writing process for you like? Um, like, usually when I start, um, I try to, like, try, I don't know, I always try to come up with a title that perfectly represents what the the whole song is about, and I just I try to come up with words that have some sort of meaning of what I'm trying to talk about, where I'm what I'm trying to say, and yeah, usually that's the writing process. Um, I just I try to come up with little ideas, and then it usually comes out at like once I'm done. Right, right. All right. So okay, so you got the song. You're recording it. Was there anything that you didn't expect, you know, that happened? 
yeah, um, the song is shorter than I expected. Um, when I first recorded it, it was a long version, but, like, there was some stuff that I didn't like, so I, um, well, we decided to shorten it because it sounded better shortened than the long version that I had. I didn't expect for that to happen. Mm. So when you had, okay, so putting it out, getting everything done, what was the process that you did it? I mean, was, you know, I'm trying to figure out here because a lot of people have a lot of different things that happened to them during that process. They have, you know, they didn't expect to pay for this. They didn't pay, pay for that. Tell me what you, what you had to do from the beginning to the end payment-wise because a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's just music. Give it away for free. That doesn't work. It just it doesn't work because there's a lot that goes into this. Can you enlighten our listeners on what you had to do just to put out one song? Hello? I think I'm, I think I've lost us. Putting out one song. I am sure she's going to call back in. There she is. Putting out one song. Did, did you hear me? Did you hear the question? Yeah, I could hear. Yeah. <laughs> what was the question? I'm sorry. That's okay. So a lot of people think that putting out music is cheap and, you know, you could just give it away for free. But what what I'm trying to do is enlighten our listeners on the process that you've had to, you, you had to pay for this, pay for that. Tell us what your process was as, as financially for just putting um, one song on here. Oh, um, there was a lot of ticking. First thing that I did, um, which I've never done before, I made a plan ahead of time. So I was saving um, um, whatever earnings that I make, I, I would just save it. And little by little, um, I had to make a plan, and I needed a marketing plan of how I'm able to release it. The art cover, you know, I had to pay for it to go to the studio and record it because I wanted it to be done professionally. Um, yeah, I mean, just like making a payment plan and and making a plan of like what I needed for this project and like afterwards because the promotion it's a, it's really is expensive. You know, yeah, the, um, the basic thing was just making a a plan and thinking before I even like promote it's even out there. Um, mm. um, yeah, I just I've been saving. Mm. Mm. You know, it's not cheap. When you go out and no, you do one song, it is, it's, you know, it could cost you 2500 It costs you, you know, depending on where you're going. And that's like me, to me, 2500 is cheap. You got studio time. You got recording it. You got mixing it, mastering it. You got putting it on a CD or putting it out there. You, you got all kinds of different things, pictures and stuff that go with it, websites. By the time you're finished, it's just one song. No. It's one song. It's one song. So going yeah. the long haul for this, tell me what your what you anticipate for your future. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, in the future, hopefully, you know, I'm able to hear my song on, you know, like, a huge radio station that would be a dream of mine. Also to like that's also I think I'm losing you again. 
Hello? Hello? You can't, okay, you're back. Yay. Tell me <laughs> that again. <laughs> oh, um, I, oh, I said that um, hopefully I'm able to hear my song one day at a huge radio station. That would be a dream of mine. Also, um, I will, I've always wanted to more, so that's more yeah we're having a we're having a little bit of a difficulty hearing you you're breaking up and you're going in and out if you can call back that would be great because what i want to do is i want to get your entire thing in here you said a jewish radio station yeah okay all right and what else um for it to and I would like to go on tour one day. Awesome. So, okay, yeah. So, going on tour, everything, your your plans, all that, that is beautiful. Uh, but right now, at this moment in time, tell me what you got planned. <laughs> um, on January twenty fifth, um, that's when the single is going to be released. Yeah. It will be on every digital uh, website out there. January 25th, first single is released. And I am putting that on our page below this interview in our description box. You know, when it when you talk about when you talk about your music, when you when you talk to other people, when you when you see them and they say, Hey, you know, what would be your advice to me? What what do you tell them? It advice. Advice, yes. Um, as a musician, or yeah, definitely musician life, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. People have a concept that I don't know. They assume like this is like one of the most easy career, but um, it's kind of the opposite. Um, whatever you're trying to be at, especially if you want to be like a mainstream artist, you have to put in a lot of work, and there's a lot of sacrifice that happens for anything to happen. Yeah, um, I would say that it takes a lot of time, effort, focus, and thinking rationally. Yeah, yeah, and just like being dedicated because it's you know you have to have a lot of passion for this if you want to continue on. And I really love what I'm doing. So for me, it's like I don't mind doing those sacrifices because I know at the end it's it's going to be worth it at one point. Right, and it really is. It really is going to be worth it. And I say just keep going with it. So, what's the name of your single? Work from home. Work from home. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys can go ahead and uh, obviously go ahead and grab her link in our description box right below this interview. If you're just tuning in, we have a wonderful musical artist on the line, Susanna Sino on. And I want to thank you for being on the show. Is there anybody that you'd like to give to give a shout out to? Somebody that helped you along the way? I know people think that you know you did this all by yourself, but a lot of times we <laughs> you know. 
oh, I want to thank um, John. He did the art cover. Yeah, and I'm so proud of it, so thank him. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. All right, then. You keep that music coming and keep me updated. <laughs> I will. Thank you. All right, then. Okay, until next time. We have had a wonderful show today. I want to thank all my guests. Everybody that was on the show today has brought originality to this platform. Not only that, their love for their craft, their dreams. The beginning of 2019 is just that. It's just the beginning, guys. You just keep going. You keep your face, you know, forward or you make that 180 and you go in the opposite direction. Do what you love to do in life, and life will be a wonderful thing. See, there really is no... You know, there is no plan. You know, there's no blueprint. You just have to do what you love to do and, and, and keep going forward. And when it doesn't work, that's just a lesson learned. We just keep going. We just, you know, hey, change your plans. It always happens. It's a good thing. It's not bad. That way we learn. That way we can actually have experience. So when those people that are coming up behind us ask us, hey, you know, hey, Yaya, what do you think about this? I say, you know what, I had that problem before, you know, and this is how I handle it. And I think, you know, everybody has their unique way of handling things. This was my way, but I know that that way doesn't work. So we can obviously kind of guide people into telling them, hey, go around that. Don't just, like, go for that one. That is just not going to, you know. Anyway, so I want to thank you again for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio with me and your host, Yaya Diamond. Again, if you want to hit us up, get on the station, anything like that, you know our email address. You've got music you want to send to us to play. I'm getting ready to do my uploads, but you guys know I'm getting ready to dive right into the Roku station, getting ready to do all my updates, and we're getting ready to launch our Roku TV station. That's right. Um, Dream Chasers Radio will now be audio and visual. <laughs> you know, so if you'd like to be on the show, please email us at dreamchasersradio at gmail.com. We'll let you know how you can do that. Also, if you want to hit me up, you want me to host your show, you want me to be in your conference, you know, I'm available. I do have available dates. Uh, I do get booked up a lot. So if you want to get it, get it done now. Send it to me, info at yayadiamond.com, info at yayadiamond.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I want to say, you you know what I'm going to say. I've been saying this for 11 years. God, don't you forget to what? <laughs> you said it. Dare to be different, baby. Until next time. <laughs> I 